Hello, magic seekers, and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Laura and Shannon, and, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast coven. Hello, Laura. Hi, Shannon. We're back. We are. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm excited. So am I. Season two, brand new year. Yes. And I, you're going to see me a lot more. I'm going to step yes. up to the plate a lot more. Tracy's got a lot on and I've got a keen interest and I finally muscled my way into a more of a <laughs> permanent gig with you. You have. You have. And I'm excited to share this journey with you. And oh, thank you. Our experiences of yep yeah everything everything all the things all the things bring it on definitely definitely and uh it has been exciting because we've been working already we did a a zoom interview just the other day with someone pretty cool yeah that comes out next tuesday so stay tuned for that one and then Tracy's going to be doing little cameo appearances here and there throughout the year. Oh, yes. And we recorded an episode with the Tarot Lady, which is going to be awesome. Um, So awesome. And that will air on the 15th. Yeah. So Tracy will be in your e-holes too, (laughs) just occasionally now. You can't keep her out. (laughs) Cannot. No way. (laughs) Love you, Tracy. So, yeah. So how's your start of the year been? Pretty good. Pretty busy. Pretty mm. up and down, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but for the most part, you know, making the most of it and learning and growing and sitting in those uncomfortable spaces with a lot more patience than what I used to. Mm. I'm not going to lie, it's still uncomfortable. But um, I think just honouring where you're at um, has certainly helped me just move through it rather than sit in it, I suppose. So mm. I welcome a, a slight shift that we're that's upon us now. So I think that will certainly help lighten the load of everything. (laughs) I agree. I don't know. Have you felt that too? Big time. I feel like January for me, um, well, we had COVID, as you know. Yes. So uh, we had periods of isolation and, and I think with January always with me, it never feels like, like New Year's Eve isn't really the start of my new year. I always Mm -hmm. feel much more aligned with what we're talking about today with Lamas and, I feel like my new year always kind of starts 1st of February and kids going back to school and getting yeah. back into routine and that's when I can really like sink my teeth into projects and moving forward. I feel like January is always like this bit of a holding pattern. It's of, like a hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a time of rest as well, which we really did. Yeah. <laughs> it's January, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to report we're all well and healthy and all is good, but um, yeah. yeah, it was – very much a, a forced rest. Yeah. Of, yeah, and reflection and, yes, it's been an interesting time, that's for sure. Happy to leave it all behind. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to get into the topic for today and love yes. us and everything that it holds. Definitely. And it's coinciding also with the new moon. So this is happening today when the yep. podcast airs. Yeah. Um, so new moon in Aquarius. Plus the wheel has turned again and we're now at the first harvest celebration of Lamas. So it's a time of gathering, sharing, giving thanks, 
and reaping what we've sown over spring and summer. Yes. Mm. I have a very full garden out there that needs to be not hacked back, but cut back <laughs> lovingly and everything needs to be, you know, strung up and dried that I'm going to keep and that sort of thing. So I've been waiting for now yeah. to do that. So I'm guessing that's the right thing to do. It is. It's <laughs> the perfect go. time. Yeah. Absolutely perfect time. So, yeah, in the Southern Hemisphere, Lamas happens on the 1st of Feb. And for our cousins in the North, because I know we have quite a lot of listeners in the yes. Northern Hemisphere, which is wonderful, it happens on the 1st of August. Um, at the moment, they will be experiencing Imolk. So yep. the start of their awakening and spring mm. and moving into the hotter part of the year where we're going the opposite way. It's just yep. crazy, isn't it? Exact opposite. Yeah. Polar opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. So the main themes of Lamas? The main themes are abundance, creativity, preparation, as you were just talking about, yeah. and strength and transformation. And Lamas is also known as Lunasar. Which I thought I'd mention Ooh, that, which okay. is spelt L-U-G-H-N-A-S-A-D-H. And it's the celebration of the first harvest of the season. And in some pagan, pagan traditions, yeah. Lamas is also the day of honouring the Celtic god Lu, oh, okay. which is spelt L-U-G-H. So you can see where the name came from. Definitely a Celtic word there. Yeah, yeah very much. Right. And it's also known, he's also known as the shining one and the master of all skills. So we'll talk more about him later on, but I thought I'd just mention Give him a soft intro. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds cool. (laughs) I'm intrigued. So what are the elements associated with Lamas? The elements are fire and water. Okay. Mm. I like that. So they're almost opposite. (laughs) They are, Yeah. yeah. So I guess for me the fire element is the peak of summer and the heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then the water, water is always, I feel associated with like transformation and yeah, change and emotions. And the flow. Mm. True. Okay. And what about the colours being associated with this festival? The colours are orange, yellow, olive green, gold and brown. Okay. Mm. So like growthy colours and almost harvesty. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And okay. then turning, I guess, into those, not that we're at autumn yet, but it's starting to, yeah. to shift. The seasons are moving. Mm. Uh, so what types of crystals could people work with for Lamas? They can work with carnelian, citrine, peridot, orange calcite, red jasper, and one of my favourites, labradorite. Yeah. Mm. It's a good favourite. It is a beautiful stone. And it's interesting you mentioned that because the others are the orangey colours, but labradorite yeah. isn't. No, it's really not. It's yeah. got all of, all of the colours. Yeah. <laughs> Have like you a- got your altar going on with all these good goodness up there now you know what not yet yeah. I really need to well we're recording Get on a Saturday on yep. yeah so yeah. that is my plan this weekend is to do a llama salter and yep. bring Same. in all those beautiful colors <laughs> and yeah well this is good because now I'm learning everything I need to be doing you are <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good student you are <laughs> so what foods are good for creating a feast to celebrate with well the main one is bread and in particular 
making your own. So along with jam, grapes, potatoes, grain, wine, and ale. So late summer fruits like plums and peaches to celebrate the end of summer harvest as we transition. And also pumpkins and squash to represent the start of autumn. Yeah. So it's all the good stuff. I was going to say, it sounds amazing. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. And in our modern world, like it's easy to forget the trials and tribulations that our ancestors would have endured to survive. Yeah. So for most of us, if we need a loaf of bread, like we just nip down to the servo yeah, <laughs> or the totally. shop and, yep. and get a loaf of bread. And um, if we run out, it's no big deal. But on the other hand, our ancestors, the harvesting and the processing of grain was so crucial. So if the crops were left in the field for too long or the bread was not baked in time, families could starve. So taking Mm. care of your crops and the land meant the difference between life and death moving forward um, into the colder seasons ahead. So Amazing. mm. Full-time job in the, like you're saying, the crop production, but then also, you know, milling it and hand grinding Mm. the grains and everything. It was all just so time-consuming and laborious. Yeah, a process and... Mm. Like I whinge about doing groceries, but really. Same. <laughs> it's not a favourite time. Oh, I, I loathe it. I cannot. Yep. Hand, but then like you look at it in a perspective and you go, come on, I've just got to walk in there with a trolley yep. and yeah, I know. get things off it's a shelf. There. It's brought to you. It's crazy. <laughs> Our ancestors must just, yeah, shake their heads at me sometimes and just be like, come on, lady. <laughs> oh, I'm not very patient with it either, though. I can start the first couple of vials. Like the fruits and the veggies, yeah. I kind of like. Yep. And the rest I find boring. I skip a lot and I get home and Matt will be like, where's this? Where's that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just got really bored. Yep. He's a much better shopper because he he's a list man. Mm-hmm. He ticks things off. He's very systematic and I'm just in there going, la-di-da. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm in there going, get me out of here yeah. as quick as possible. Yeah. No thanks. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like. All the noise and so many people and the bright fl- yep. like fluorescent lights and I think it's the marketing too. Like yeah. it's all like buy me, buy me, and I'm thinking, no, you can't fool me. <laughs> You're not going to trick me with your very very cute packaging. <laughs> okay, maybe I do need that. All right, all right, I'll try you just this once. <laughs> Love it, <laughs> soft touch. All right, let's get back to um, plants and essential oils associated with llamas. Mm, so you've got chamomile. Calendula, elder, frankincense, poppy, sage, sunflowers, sandalwood and rosemary. Oh, all good things. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. sounds like my favourite, actually. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. I can just like smell them already. Uh, well, that could be our beautiful tea. <laughs> yes. We're currently drinking a beautiful, is it hibiscus and rose? Uh, and goji berries are in there too. Oh, it's gorgeous. I know. It's in a tea bag, which is also very handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Anywho, it's super yummy. Um, so uh, when you're talking about symbols that we could use on the altar, what would be appropriate? Well, you've got uh, a corn or wheat dolly. And which I think we did talk about that a few episodes back about how to make one. Uh, Wheat, grapes and vines and symbols of the sun. So like little statues or oracle cards or even the sun card out of the The tarot deck you could have on your altar. And also the sickle. Oh, okay. Oh, for the harvesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for people that aren't aware of what a sickle is, it's kind of like a a knife with a a bend in it that was used to harvest uh, like wheat and things like that. But I think it's also symbolised with the Grim Reaper, Reaper. isn't it? (laughs) The poor old sickle. (laughs) 
It's had a bad rap over the years. Maybe we need to do a podcast about that in future, about Ooh. sickle perhaps. Maybe. Mm. That could be a good idea. Yeah. Very handy blade in the gardens. Definitely. Yep. Mm. We'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, dieties. Oh, no, sorry. I've skipped one of my questions. What kind of celebrations can we participate in? Oh, well, as I said before, bread making. Yep. So uh, that's always lots of fun to do mm. with the kiddies or Everyone's or just into sourdough. I haven't made, I haven't tried sourdough making before. I haven't either yet. I've you've got to like make the culture first, don't yeah. you? Yeah. It's quite yeah. a process. Yeah. So that could be something very good to do on Lummis. That would be fun. We love doing damper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, making a course. damper and putting it in the fire and yeah. all the coals, I should say. but mm, So tasty. It's a good one. Mm. And also bonfires. Yep. Creating jams and pickles from items mm. from your garden and, as always, feasting. Yep. <laughs> yes, please. A good thing. Sounds good. That's part of every celebration, isn't it? Is. It is. The feast of whatever's on offer. Yes. And, okay, so dieties, let's get to that now. We've What's got Lou, who I spoke of before, yes. uh, and also Tail 2. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm really, really, Ooh. I think I butchered it. It's, <laughs> it's spelt T-A-I-L-T-I-U and it's Celtic. Okay, yep. So, listeners, if you know how to pronounce that, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> how far off was Shannon? <laughs> Probably very far off. I'm and then uh, also Persephone and... Demeter, the Greek um, deities, and also Freya, who is Norse. So I will speak about Lou very soon. Yes. Mm. This sounds exciting. So is this in the mythologies? It is. Okay, please share. No, I love me a good story. So do I. I was like, (laughs) this is one of my favourite parts of this episode. Well, I think it's just really nice. Like you hear about all these different gods and goddesses and you kind of know the names Mm. but a lot of the time we don't really know their story or why why they were revered or why they you know well of those ones that you've just read out i've heard of freya yeah fierce freya she's awesome yes uh the other ones i'd love to hear more about yeah take it away well lou is a celtic god known as the lord of craftsmanship light victory and war and he was a master builder, poet, harpist, warrior, sorcerer, metalworker, and physician. Holy smokes. I know. So busy. I don't think there was anything Lou couldn't do, basically. No, he's your man. He's your man. <laughs> so Lou's name is spelled variously depending on the location. In Wales, he's known as, and I'm probably going to butcher the hell out of this too. <laughs> Sorry. He's known as Lou Law Geifs. Wow. Lula Geifs, maybe. Okay, so it's spelled double L-E-U, double L-A-W-G-Y-F-F-E-S. Oh, man, I'd love to hear someone say that with that beautiful Beautiful Welsh accent. To roll it. Not my Australian accent. (laughs) Well, well done on having a go. So it translates to bright one of the skillful hand. And in Europe, he was called Lugos, meaning raven. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Lou is the patron of artists, craftspeople, poets and artisans. He's also uh, a protector and guides physicians, soldiers and warriors of all kinds. He is described as shining, handsome, charming and witty. He has a silver tongue to match his skillful hands. Wow. I know. Oh, my gosh. Are you picturing Lou? I am. (laughs) I'm picturing his Tinder profile. (laughs) His Tinder profile. Wouldn't that be funny? The shining like the, one. The, yeah, the, the write-up. 
never been on Tinder. Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> married long before Tinder days. Yeah, same. Same it's just here. so funny. <laughs> so the festival of Lunasa means the marriage of Lou. So Lou is the sun and the earth mother renew their wedding vows annually during the full moon in August and invite all to gather and revel with them. So Lunasa celebrates the consummation of their sacred relationship. And traditionally in the north, Lunasar was a four-week-long festival. Wow. Yes. I wish that was still around. Yes. And the last two weeks of July and the first two weeks of August, roughly corresponding to when the sun is in the sign of Leo. Okay. And the this is the astro- astrological sign that belongs to the sun and epitomises its power. So you can kind of see that correlation yeah. there. And it's a traditional time of year for craftspeople and for skilled artisans to peddle their wares. So in medieval Europe, guilds would arrange for their members to set up booths around the local village green, decorated with beautiful bright ribbons and autumn colours. Yeah. So like your traditional Mm. medieval market. Sounds awesome. I know. (laughs) Bring that back. Yeah. And now is a great time of year to work on honing your talents. So learn a new craft or get a better one. (laughs) <laughs> get yeah, get a, just get a better one. <laughs> Start something new. <laughs> Move on up. Move on up. So put on a play, write a story or a poem, take up a mu- musical instrument okay. or sing a song. So whatever you choose to do, this is the right season for rebirth and renewal. So like a fortuitous time to take that leap into yes. doing something you wanted to do. Okay. And as you know, my little goal this year yeah. um, is to learn guitar again. Yeah. So I've got strings on it now, which is really helpful. Wow. Got it out of storage, put yep. new strings on. but oh, Giving it some love. Yeah. That'll make producer Maddie so happy. <laughs> <laughs> After our party time. I know. I know. That, that was good fun. It was awesome fun. I have a question about peddling one's wares. Yes. Where did that saying come from? Do you know? Like I'm just picturing someone literally peddling a bike or, yeah. or something to a place. I'm not sure. Like I kind of picture, weirdly, yeah, like an old cart, like a yeah, like yeah. Like pushing, we need to look like into a wheelbarrow that. pushing it. I just wonder yeah, where like peddling. Yeah, mm. that's another word for selling, perhaps, isn't it? Maybe yeah, maybe an old language term for selling. Yeah, I don't know. I'm anyway, intrigued. Random thought. Okay. <laughs> Need to look into that one. Yeah. Um, so what kind of rituals would you recommend for our listeners to do to connect with the energy of Lamas? So you can honour the Celtic god Lu by making offerings to him at your altar. You can ask him to bestow his mastery, creative skills and determination onto you. <laughs> Alternatively, if you would like to take part in a bonfire purification uh, ceremony to burn some, uh, you know, what you no longer want in your life and to invoke new in. So you can throw some loose incense um, that maybe has been on your altar using traditional herbs such as rosemary and mugwort and you can pass your magical tools through the smoke, so things such as crystals or talismans, and visualise them being cleansed and protected. You can also create a corn or wheat dolly to protect your home all through winter Mm-hmm. And on Lamas, I love this one, make pancakes to represent the life-giving and harvest-facilitating sunshine of summer. And you can top them with stone fruits such as peaches, which are abundant at this time of year, or slap on some good old jam. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but I've never thought of the pancake as a symbol of the sun Yeah, until the will of the year came into my life. And yeah, yeah I just love how everything has such symbolism. 
Symbolism. Yes. Yeah. That deeper yep. meaning behind it all. Mm. I love that. I it's do so too. funny because if we're going to cook pancakes on a day of the week, it would be Sunday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And that's just another another sun. <laughs> it is. Another another connection. Yeah, that's beautiful. Cool. I'm going to do that. Same here. Mm, is I that love... what you normally do? Yeah, well, we yep. have since we've been following the Wheel of the Year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pancakes. And I know you've talked about um, the corn dollies before and I think you've even posted photos of them. Yeah, I think I did a few videos. I'm not sure. I'll have to see if they're still um, like in the ritual folder yeah. on Instagram. Uh, but they were a lot of fun to make. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful process. So we bought corn because we don't grow it, but bought yep. the corn and yep. took the husks off and dried them out on like baking racks. Oh, um, okay. Mm. Yeah, around the home and then used the dry husks to create and form the dolls and then Layla had so much fun um, dressing oh, them. Like yeah. she made these beautiful little aprons and decorated them with flowers, like dried lavender and rosemary. And so cute. Hers were like next level. It had like little headpieces and all sorts I'm of stuff. I'm remembering now. Yeah. yeah. When you're describing that, I remember them. You'll have to, yeah, repost them. Yes. Dig them out or do more. Yeah, we'll create more for sure. Cool. Mm. Is it time for Divine Tool of the Week? It I'm intrigued. It is. It is. <laughs> and I have one that. No one's going to guess this week. Okay. Peaches. 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 As a divine tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, please go on. So get yourself to your local green grocer and get some peaches. Yep. So the flesh of the peach is often regarded as a sacred food in its homeland of China. I'm not sure if you were aware that's no. where the peach comes from. Wowee. Yeah. And it's thought to aid immortality. So the folklore surrounding the peach is extensive there and every part of the tree and the fruit are used for different reasons. Okay. Oh, I'm so Mm. intrigued. (laughs) And dried peach pits are carved and worn as amulets to ward off demons and to protect your life, safety and health. And amulets like these are often worn by children. So peach wood carved into a seal or gate protects the doors and openings. Peach wood also makes a wonderful wand or dousing rods. Awesome. And the blossoms are used to enhance love, luck and beauty. And peaches are left as offerings in family shrines and feature prominently in the art and literature of China. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Yeah. And peaches in magic represent joy, sweetness, fun, creativity, wisdom, femininity, fertility, longevity, protection and vitality. Wow. Like Who wouldn't love a peach after knowing that? I know. (laughs) So you can use peaches to help you with the elements during the summer months. So while many stone fruits are primarily associated with water and earth, they are also directly linked to the air because you think about they grow on the branches and the air flows through their leaves Mm -hmm. and fire from the direct summer sunshine that facilitates their growth and ripening. So they hold all of those elements within them. And you can easily create some do-it-yourself amulets using peach pits. So first of all, clean and dry them out. Drying them makes them much easier to carve because they'd be like slippery little suckers otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then they can be very carefully carved with sigils or any other magical symbols you feel drawn to use. And these can then be added to spell pouches or you can like drill a hole through them and place them on a cord to wear as a protective amulet. 
And another great way is to use the dried pits to infuse them with the intention of something you wish to protect or manifest. And then you can cast them into your Lummis fire. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. And I've also heard of people casting um, the carved peach pits into like a stream or a river to like take their wishes away or the Mm. ocean. But I don't know how I feel about that one. It's kind of littering. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know it's like biodegradable, but comes from the earth, goes back to the yeah, earth, but not in so its natural habitat. It's maybe. not in its natural habitat. Mm. That's yeah. So feel into that one if you feel it's the yep. right thing to do. Yep. Peach to their own. Peach uh, to their own. Peach to their own. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I apologize wholeheartedly. <laughs> terrible, terrible uh, joke. So peaches are also thought to have aphrodisiac properties. So you've only got to look at a peach to see the round curves yeah, to understand know. that association. That emoji. Mm-hmm. Yep. So love, lust, passion and sex. So get to baking your lover a peach cobbler or a peach pie. Yeah. Or perhaps whip out the peach schnapps. Ooh. All right then, if you say so. So that is peaches. That's so cool. I'm not going to look at the tinned peaches that are so familiar <laughs> the same way ever again. No, they hold a lot of magic. Yeah. Maybe not the pe- the tinned ones, but... Uh... Yeah, that's probably the most, <laughs> the most furthest away iteration of a peach and all of its magic. Yeah. But a um, juicy ripe peach and you can yeah. use the whole fruit. That's cool. I mm. love that. I had no idea about the peach pits being used. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. It does. Yeah, so they're very highly revered in China. Yeah. Mm. I just want to know where the closest peach orchard is. Same. Or peach grove. Mm. I have to plant a peach tree. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you so much, Shannon. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. And I, yeah, hope everyone has a wonderful new moon today Mm -hmm. and a blessed Lummis. And it's also a time for witches it's our new year it's our time to step forward and to start fresh so Mm. Mm. all good things it is so it's really the beginnings lots of beginnings letting goes and beginnings and yeah I feel definitely feel that yeah Mm. definitely do so so ready (laughs) same my gosh (laughs) well wherever this finds you we hope you enjoyed it and we will come back to you with another episode very soon we will and tune in next week we have a very special guest on with a brand new book and we are very excited to share that one with you so good bye bye We love bringing Turns Out She's a Witch to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout out on the podcast There's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways, as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends. And give us a follow over on Insta at turns out underscore she's a witch. Until next time, thanks for listening and 
being a part of our podcast coven. 